So I, and I think we, we had this discussion beforehand. We talked about this some. The Psalms are this beautiful picture of interacting with your feelings. Yeah. Like we're not trying to say, hey, disregard your feelings and try to get to a place where you live numb and you know, you're push going to down. just, yeah, push yeah, them. No, down. interact with all yeah. of them. Yeah. Just don't trust in God being with you if you feel them or not. Right. Vent, get, yeah. let your feelings out to God like the psalmist. Yes. And, and like you were talking about, when we do that, uh, he always is going to bring us to the proper perspective. Well, I think, too, seeing seeing truth as the meat and potatoes and the feelings as seasoning. Oh, that's, this that's is, excellent. This is, you know, yeah. it's, it's seasoned with feeling. But at the end of the day, that's not what sustains, sustains you. you. That's not what fuels you. That is, that's yeah. not what feeds you. All right, boys, we are back at it again. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Everybody doing all right? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Pastor Chip is energized and passionate about life. About today's podcast. Life at this moment. You here with us, Chip? No, I'm good. I'm good. Excited. Ready to go. Living yep. the dream, right? I say that all the time. Yep. I guess I'm saying it because I'm trying to convince myself. <laughs> no. And I usually say how excited I am about our topic that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Get that out of the way. Which today, though, uh, and, uh, as compared to past podcast, uh, we didn't have necessarily the the passionate debating back and forth of how we're going to go through this. But today, we're kind of just run, we're just kind of diving headfirst into it today. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna get after it. Uh, I'm excited about. See, there we go. Because <laughs> this is a different style today. This is a different style. This we're not really gonna sit on one specific thing today, but. Uh, Justin, why don't you uh, kind of give us some context on why we have these questions and, and what led us to this discussion today? Yeah, so one of the things that we're going to do today is we just have a series of questions that we're going to walk through. And the reason we have these questions is basically because starting at the beginning of the school year, we decided we were going to have what we would call, and we stole the name, Great Questions Panel with our youth. And we realized that our youth are full of questions. In fact, in one night we received great questions. Great questions. <laughs> and we received over 70, 70 excellent questions, theologically, biblically, Christianity based questions. And I'm like, wait a minute. These questions, they're not just for youth. These are these are big questions that we should be talking about. And they're day to day questions. Yeah. How to live as a Christian, they apply to our day to day. And so we thought it was important to go ahead and address some of them today. Yeah, so much of this is around the practicality of living like a believer, right. as a believer, right. uh, our life with Christ. Yeah, living, finding that freedom that is living in Christ. Yeah. Um, so let's just jump right in here and get into some of these today. That You know, the first the first part of this, you know, we live a, a, in a culture today. We actually did a sermon series called All the Feels, where we are a, a feelings-based society. That's why marketing works so well. It draws you. That's why, you know, you... You just you get emotionally invested in something, um, and then you uh, you make huge decisions mm-hmm. based on emotion. Um, sometimes good ones, sometimes irrational ones. Uh, and so, you know, on that theme today, uh, at least to start off with, we talk about feelings, and I think where we where we get into this too is, uh, you know, Christ ascended, and and then he sent the Comforter the one who is to dwell with us, the Holy Spirit. And while we have the the truth of the Word of God, we also have the promptings uh, of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm. And so there is an element sure. of an awareness. Um, so, you know, kind of our first question today, um, 
And I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm going to jump to this, this, this one here. What do we do when we simply don't feel God in our lives? Mm. How do we do that? How, what does that look like as, uh, we, we profess in the name of Jesus, but maybe we're not feeling it. Yeah. Man, I think uh, this topic. <laughs> Go is, for it, Chip. Yeah, <laughs> not, all exactly. you, not all of you at once. But uh, you know, like you talked about, our culture has become more and more um, centered around how we feel, mm. and we do make decisions, financial decisions. Look at the marketing for our financial decisions. Make you feel good about something, so you'll sign the loan. Yeah. Uh, or you make the purchase. Uh, you get the car. Um, uh, you know. Our relationships. Think about how the culture of our movies and our entertainment is building this feeling-based mm-hmm. relationship reality. And don't get me wrong, I love to feel good, right? But you and I, we all know that if we if we lived by the way we felt, yeah. our lives would look very different than they are now. Because yeah. many days, many days. We get up and do the right thing, even when we don't feel like doing right, the right thing. Right, right, And this translates over to uh, the spiritual realm. In fact, I would say that if you can first learn this in the spiritual realm, it will set the plate for good decision-making all throughout your life, yeah. relationally, professionally. But uh, this is an important conversation to have today. Yeah. And it's not just teenagers who are obviously experiencing all new feelings and emotions and are driven by their emotions that would honestly ask these questions or need to think about this. Mm -hmm. Because even as a 42-year-old man, I still wrestle with not feeling like something, but also knowing what's best. Yeah. Well, I think it's important first, as we right before we dive into what we do when we don't feel God... um, it's important for us to understand that feelings are are a gift to us from God. It's but it's it's but that's what it is. it's a gift, and we shouldn't be idolizing that. Yeah. And so there is freedom, and we should we should feel joy and love because those are gifts from God. But at the same time, mm-hmm. living in the freedom of Christ is not living in the freedom of our feelings. Living in our fr- in, living in our feelings can be a form of prison if we place that before mm-hmm. living for Christ. Finding freedom in Christ takes us beyond living in feelings. That doesn't make feelings a bad thing, but feelings become a bad thing if we're placing feelings over living in obedience to Christ. Absolutely. And if we and if we allow those feelings to then affect our decision making. Mm-hmm. So like I know you can't speak to this yet. <laughs> But the number one place I see this in my life is in my marriage. Mm. Like, you're supposed to have all the feels, right, Ben? Hmm. Like, the, right. The, the, the wedding, <laughs> the honeymoon. But then the reality of being married sets in. And there are many days that the, f- the emotional side of being married is not very manifested. Are you telling me that marriage is not 100% bliss? It's not ha- the happily ever after. No, about 80% work, buddy. <laughs> well, there goes my balloon. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, but but isn't feeling, too, the source of, of so much conflict and so much hurt in our world today? Mm-hmm. Because when we are feelings-based, we end up hurting the ones we love the most yeah. because we, we choose to follow our feelings instead of do what's right. Yeah. And so... You know, hey, I don't, I don't feel in love, or I don't feel this anymore, or I felt like making this 
stupid financial decision. Um, and, and feeling when we lack sound judgment and discernment, because mm. uh, I would also say the Holy Spirit is one that discern is, is, is mm-hmm. it, it, he helps you discern. He doesn't, it's, it's not just this feeling. Absolutely. Wouldn't you say that when it, when people are, t- when we're talking about feelings, uh, a lot of the time when, pe- when someone comes up to you and say, well, I don't feel God in my life, it's more about the immediate rather than the long term. That they're yeah. in the immediate, they are not feeling God. It, or in the me- in the immediate, they felt that they had to make this decision. And it's more of an instant reaction rather than an intentional response. And I think within the freedom that the Holy Spirit through discernment is wanting to get us to is mm-hmm. instead of relying on those immediate uh, desires and immediate reactions, he wants us to fight through those yeah. and find the greater goodness that is yeah. discernment and what where he is, which ultimately leads to great feelings. That's it's just generous. not the immediate feeling. And I'll re-say what you just said. I mean, so oftentimes, you know, this this question to me is a question of pursuit, I hope. Absolutely. Of, I don't feel God. Well, when I don't feel him, I want to search for him, and I want to seek him right. out. Right, And I want to know him more right. so that I can. Yes. You know, and so, um, which is a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. because then we end up knowing at a, at a deeper and a richer level yep. Yep. who God is and how how he relates in my life. I guess I can't get off this track, but for me, it's like now being married 18 years. Um, if I would have lived by how I felt, the depth of our relationship would not be near what it is. Absolutely. But by pursuing her, even mm-hmm. when I didn't feel like it, yep. but knowing at the end of the day that I wanted to be in deep companionship with Nicole mm-hmm. and that, you know, having conversations, even when you don't feel like mm-hmm. it, um, loving her, attending to needs, um, serving her, take sharing responsibilities, all those things that maybe I didn't feel like, but yeah. I knew it was best for the relationship. Yeah. Now, 18 years in, the depth of yeah. relationship. Yeah. And then like you said, Justin, that when you live in that deep relationship, the feelings yes. are so much deeper. Yes. Like I thought the day I was married, those feelings like, wow, this is, you know, those are so immature compared mm-hmm. to now the right. depth of feeling I have. But isn't her. isn't that our walk with Christ? That's there's it. so many That's parallels it. of, you know, the day I, I committed my life to Christ. Yeah. And just the hopefully the emotion that you felt with that decision that you made, uh, or that season of decisions that you made that led right. you to that. Yep. yep. But then it doesn't stop there. You haven't arrived. It's not like we're we're you know, hey, you're good, now move on to the next thing. No, it's this, you've entered this lifelong journey. We mm-hmm. call it um, sanctified life, yeah. of becoming more like him, pursuing him. Paul reminds us of that constantly in Scripture. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, yeah, this, and it's not always going to be a feeling, nor, nor should it. Yeah, and I think we see this. We see this First and foremost, in one of the most popular pieces of Scripture, we see this in Psalm 23, of all places, where we are told, of in the traditional language, of the valley of the shadow of death. But what comforts David? It's the his it's the presence. Lord's yeah it's the Lord's presence the staff and the rod and and yeah I'm sure in the midst of walking through the valley of the shadow of death we are feeling empty we are feeling confused and numb to the world around us but it's when we walk through that 
that we then learn the deeper, the greater goodness of relying on the Lord's presence in our lives. We may not feel great, but when we walk through that, all of a sudden we become stronger because of the Lord's work in our lives. Because life. He is always present. We know that. Right. So it's it's not like He has completely left us no. on our own, to our own. Isn't that like when He ascends? Yeah. Um, I must lo, leave. So- I am with yeah. you. Always. Always. Yeah. 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 Like that's he knows that we're going to doubt mm-hmm. whether he's with us because this whole phenomenon of the spiritual realities, what we can't touch, feel, mm-hmm. and and see, mm-hmm. and it's like he knows. Like I want you to remember that my indwelling presence is with you always, Absol- even when absolutely. you sense it or not. I'm there. If I could steal from a lesson just from last night from from the youth group, we went over the story of Gideon. And Gideon, in comparison to maybe some of the other heroes of the Old Testament, Gideon is a very timid, very scared, nervous, fearful man. And he was, he's constantly asking, God, how do I know? How do I know? How do I know? And finally, God says, I will be with you. Yeah. You will save my people, not because of your own strengths or your own actions, but because I am with you. And that's the truth that we have today. We may not always feel that God, Gideon did not feel the confidence of the Lord with him, but Gideon knew the Lord is with me, and I will take that next step of obedience because he knows the Lord is with him. So, I, And I think we, we had this discussion beforehand. We talked about this some. The Psalms are this beautiful picture of interacting with your feelings. Yep. Like we're not trying to say, hey, disregard your feelings and try to get to a place where you live numb and, you know, you're push going to down. just— Yeah, push yeah, them. No, down. interact with all yeah. of them. Yeah. Just don't trust in God being with you if you feel him or not. Right. Vent. Get, yeah. Let your feelings out to God like the psalmist. Yes. And and like you were talking about, when we do that, uh, he always is going to bring us to the proper perspective. Well, I think, too, seeing seeing truth as the meat and potatoes and the feelings as seasoning. Oh, that's, this that's is, excellent. This is, you know, yeah. it's, it's seasoned with feeling, but at the end of the day, that's not what sustains, sustains you. you. That's not what fuels you. That is yeah. That's not what wonderful. feeds you. That yeah. is wonderful. And so, so, okay, we know that if we don't feel... God, that is okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what do we do when we don't? How do we keep pressing on? Because that's the question. That's the question. That we are 12, you mean 14, we, have, we haven't 14 answered minutes the question in and yet. We haven't, <laughs> we're still setting it up, which is great. But yeah. I think we need that context. So now, what does that look like? Well, in any relationship, um, to continue to develop a relationship, there has to be time and communication, right? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if you don't feel the relationship, you still continue to pursue time and communication. Mm-hmm. And so obviously with the Lord, and you expect every preacher to come back to these two things, because every preacher normally does if they're worth their salt, are you spending time hearing from God? And that's primarily through His Word. Mm-hmm. The that's Word right. and the Spirit, but the Word is primarily His way He communicates to you. Are you continuing to try to hear from Him? And are you you know, talking to Him through prayer? Even when you maybe feel like it's only going to the ceiling and coming back down, right. your faith tells you the truth tells you that's not true. He hears, he cares. Yeah. And are you continuing to, to to develop those rhythms in your life of time and communication? And I promise you, the relationship will develop. Yeah, yeah. I think even so, if we would take it one step further, throughout all of the New Testament, we are constantly seeing the mandate to be with a community of believers. 
even when you don't feel like it, to be in that community of yeah. believers because there is something about the Holy Spirit working individually and uniquely in each of our lives and then coming together for that gathering to have the Holy Spirit's impact on someone else's life worked in my life as yeah. well. Yeah. And what that does is edifying. It's yeah. unifying. It's it's beautifully working and creating uh, a body that is Christ. And so even when the hand doesn't feel like working, it is connected to the arm, and the arm then works with the hand. And all of a sudden, we have this body working together, regardless of feelings. And hopefully, the feeling comes along with it, because like you said, it's the season. It's the flavors. Mm-hmm. We don't do something if we don't have that uh, sense of joy or purpose behind it. But if if we're walking towards the joy, even Christ. Uh, and when we have it, we give thanks. Ex- exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, we see in Hebrews 12, we see that Jesus didn't die on the cross simply because it was his duty to die on the cross. The it was set before the him. joy mm-hmm. set the before cross. him. Now I can tell you this: I, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine that was a pleasurable experience. He didn't have the feeling. He cries out. In the midst of that, but he knew there was a greater purpose to to dig through the pain and the absentness. Maybe there was a greater purpose beyond it, and that's what um, he modeled before us to walk yeah. through. We count it the, joy when we suffer these things too. I mean, exactly. yeah, it's not circumstance. It sure wasn't circumstantial for him, right? Exactly, and I think that's where the true freedom is found when we are not imprisoned by our temporary circumstances of not mm-hmm. feeling. We then find the freedom to, f- to live for God, live obedient to God, and then in the midst of that, he then allows us to feel his goodness. And it's like a tone setter, right? That I was talking to you guys about Psalms, I will bless the Lord at all times. Yeah. His praise shall continually. Yeah. That doesn't say when it's good. It, it, yeah. It's good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. And then Paul comes back and, in, and Philippians says, rejoice always. always. See... No one has felt like rejoicing mm-hmm. always, mm-hmm. but the scriptures say, "Do it because I'm in control. I'm you're my child. A- adopt this mindset, yeah, and then then it will carry you through no feelings, yeah. good feelings, bad feelings. Because what is what is rejoicing? If we could go back to the uh, relationship analogy, sometimes when someone is struggling." And I think I can speak on behalf of the teacher. When you guys are struggling to remember the good things of your of your spouse, and you're finding it hard to love or feel that, um, I'm all sure my in. wife works through that all the time. <laughs> How can I love this man what? today? I have one must of the choose. Things, one of the things, though, that we're uh, invited to do in the midst of maybe having those absent feelings, to remember, wow, they have done this for me. We've had all of these good times together. It's because of them that I am who I am today. And it's the same way with God. In, in fact, this is one of the primary things that God is trying to get the Israelites to do throughout the Old Testament. Would you just remember everything that I've done for you? And you'll see, that even when you don't feel me there, you'll see that I'm always there. So God is trying to continually, even when you don't feel him, yeah. would you look back and see what he's done in your life? The fact that if you are listening to this podcast, I can guarantee you he has been good in your life. So what is that? What are you tr- needing to remember to, fe- to see the goodness of God? A friend of mine, uh, she just received the, uh, the green light for being cancer-free for five years and is oh, no longer um, needing to go in for checkups. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I, said, I said, wow, I just, I had already forgotten that journey mm-hmm. since it was five years oh, ago. Wow. And we had this conversation of not forgetting all, and she said, you know, Ben, I just, I'm overwhelmed, and I think I'm so overwhelmed because of what God has done over these last five mm-hmm. years in my life, that, and I've seen him continue to work yeah. 
in the midst of that and and beyond mm-hmm. the cancer and to 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 be free from that it's yeah it's easy to forget about it and move on and say thanks god and but just going back to that and then seeing how god has worked since then it's beautiful um it was uh it was a powerful moment yeah 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 don't forget good i love it um, yeah, keep pressing on. And then the next question was, uh, what do we do when we simply don't feel like worshiping? So I think this is the, kind of the same along those lines. Uh, you know, and, and, I, and I understand, you know, music evokes emotion a lot of times. Yeah. So there's a lot of feelings that go into, I ought to feel, for sure, I ought to feel the Lord sure. when, I, when, I, when I worship. I'll let you in on a secret, being the worship pastor and leading worship literally thousands of times in my life. I did some quick math in my head, mm-hmm. and um, I have not felt like worshiping God yeah. from a feeling standpoint yeah. every time. Um, but guess what? doesn't mean that he's not worthy of it. I mean, yeah. even Psalm 103, bless the Lord, oh my soul. It's, t- it's reminding my soul to bless the Lord for all that he has done for me, yeah. regardless of how I feel. You're right. And... We do that, we press in, and then in the midst of that, then we begin to um, become more like him, I hope. Yeah, I mean... In keep the t- things in perspective, right? Absolutely. In the times that we don't feel like worshiping, I would make the argument, that is the time that we, we most need to worship. Yeah. To bring our focus back to God, to help us to remember, to help us, to chip to your point, to help us rejoice always. Yeah. It's not that the, a strong person isn't seen as strong when when life is always easy and they're always feeling. In fact, that's a very shallow strength. It's the strong person who realizes, wait a minute, I need God's strength to make me strong when I don't feel strong. Um, Some people might say, well, that's that's a crutch. That's a handicap. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm an imperfect person. I need someone to come alongside me to rely upon when I don't feel like doing something, the right thing. I think about my own life, the, the, the pattern of every Sunday I come in to worship. Right? And you could say, well, you do that because you're a pastor. I would do that if I wasn't a pastor because the pattern is set for me to thrive spiritually by consistent worship. Yeah. But there's many Sundays when I don't feel God and I come in and I worship. And maybe I don't, at the end of worship, feel like warm and fuzzies. But in the act of worship mm-hmm. and the medium of music, mm-hmm. I am reminded of God's faithfulness and the truth of his word. Yeah. And I think David practiced that in the Psalms a ton. Yeah. That he allowed the medium of music of worship to set his perspective right. Absolutely. Right. And maybe he didn't feel great even after worship, but he definitely was reminded. Definitely reminded. Definitely reminded of I mean all all throughout uh, if we went to Psalm 3, we immediately see how uh, he, he's surrounded by enemies, David is. And I, I don't know about you, but when I'm surrounded by enemies, r- r- uh, physical enemies or metaphorical enemies, the last thing I want to do is worship before God. But it's in, when he goes to God saying, God, I'm surrounded by all of these people in my life, all of these physical enemies who want me dead— it brings his focus back to God, and God zooms him out. And in the midst of seeing all the enemies, he also sees how God is a shield about him. And yeah. David remembers, wait a minute, I'm not my source of strength. You are the one who sustains me, and you will answer me. You do answer me. You have answered me. And then he realizes, wait a minute, these enemies, these lack of feelings, this lack of desire to worship God, 
They do not define my life. God defines my life. And whether or not I mm. feel like worshiping does not determine whether or not God is worthy of my worship. It's good. I was in Psalm 40 this morning and yes. uh, wait patiently for the Lord. Incline, my, uh, incline to me and hear my cry. It brought me up out of the pit. Um, set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. Has yeah. put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise. That in the midst of our laments, in the midst of, of life, yeah. right? That he is the foundation. And because of that, he has put a song in my mouth yeah. and I will praise him continually. So in the midst of maybe going back to the, the question now of like, what do, what do we do in the midst of not feeling like worship? We worship. And, and we should find freedom in that. And yeah. um, because worship isn't always determined by our feelings. Like Ben, like you said, worship isn't. We don't worship because we have feelings. We worship in spite of feelings. And maybe the feelings will come. Maybe no, they enhanced. won't come. It sure is enhanced. At, yeah, by it's it, the but flavor. It's not the, exactly. It's not the deal. Sometimes yeah. we just have to deal with the, the meat and the potatoes, yeah. knowing that God is still there, which makes us stronger, honestly. So one of the hallmarks of a Christian in the New Testament is perseverance. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're talking about David. Mm -hmm. So like the story of David and a lot of these Psalms are through his 20s where he is, all that whole decade he's on the run. Yeah. And he is threatened almost every day. Yeah. Like this could be his last. Saul could kill him. Yeah. And he, like you were talking about, he has these... uh, these realizations of God's hand on his life. Mm-hmm. But then two weeks later, he's facing it again. Once again. He's hiding in a cave. He's running. He's for 10 years. Yeah. This was his lifestyle for doing nothing wrong, honestly. Right. Right. It wasn't like he was a criminal. Right. He um he was right. Which is sometimes the hardest. Sometimes when we're doing everything right and we still oh, don't feel the presence the of God, it's one thing if we did something wrong, then we can understand why we don't feel the presence of God. But when we're just walking through our life and we don't feel the presence of God, we're like, what's going on here? That's the hardest, yes, I think. Yes, absolutely. But he perseveres. Yeah. He keeps coming back yep. to this. And I think that's what we're trying to say is persevere in this. Yeah. Continue to worship. Continue to pray. I think that's why Jesus said men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Hmm. Because when we don't see things change or we don't feel things, mm-hmm. what do we want to do? We want to quit. Yeah, absolutely. And as a pastor now for 15 years, I can't tell you the amount of people I've watched quit because they didn't feel or right. see God right. do something right. right when they wanted right. it. If they would just persevere. There's something greater to the end. The God finish will line come is through. so much God greater. will come absolutely. through. Absolutely. Persevere. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think in the midst of that, it's I think it's intentional. God God allows us to go through seasons of our life where we don't feel him. To strengthen to, us. To strengthen us. To re- and that is a sign of a good father. A good father doesn't give us whatever we want whenever we want it. A good father allows us to be strengthened even though it is painful. And through that, though, that is that is the sign of true love. Isn't that what it is? We can talk mm-hmm. all day about we pursuing God and persevering after God, but it's really God's pursuit after us. Yeah. And that's the freedom and the beauty of what is Christianity, that God is the one pursuing us. It's not determined about us pursuing him, but that God is right there always working in us and through us, making us more like his son so that we can experience the fullness of relationship with him. You quoted James 1, count it all joy. Oh, yeah. When you go through various trials. Yeah. And then he lists out what's going to happen with the trials. Yeah, this leads to, yeah. In the weight room, like, resistance is the key to growth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to have weight. 
and that doesn't feel good, mm-hmm. right? When yeah. you're pushing weight, when you're when you're creating resistance against your body, yeah. but you know that with resistance comes strength. Yeah. yeah. And that's what he's saying, like, it's okay, guys, to go through things because I know that it's going to work about um, that list, right? Help me with that list. James 1. I put everybody on the spot. (laughs) But it ends up up creating strong character, perseverance, right? Yep. Consider joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete and lacking Mm. nothing. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, that's the purpose. And so even when I don't feel God and I don't see him coming through, what he's trying to do is strengthen my, continue to strengthen my faith muscle so that I'm a stronger Christian coming through this. It goes to Romans 5. Perseverance, character, that's character, That's what I was at. It, yeah, that was I figured it. that's where you were going. I just, moved, I just <laughs> went over to 5. Yeah, James 1. I'm like, uh, maybe that's what he's looking for. No, that's what it is, yeah. Right, absolutely. Yeah. So the list there of yeah, three right or there, four right things. There, not only this, yeah. But we also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation um, brings perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope, hope. and a mm. hope that does not disappoint because, because of the Holy Spirit. Yep, the love of God that has been poured out in our lives with yeah. the Holy Spirit. I, I once heard a pastor, uh, and forgive the play on words here, but he he said, no, no conflict, no depth. So it's N-O, no conflict, N-O, no depth. But if you no conflict, K-N-O-W, if you no conflict, you will no depth. And there are seasons in our life, and I, I would say, I would venture to say that a lack of feeling yeah. of God, a lack of feeling or desire of worship is a, is a form conflict. of conflict in it our is. spiritual lives. Yeah. But when we walk through it, when we recognize it, when we know it and not deny it, sure. we then begin to know what is the depth of living in the greatness of God. Yeah, love it. Yeah, because we can... We can we can run from that, or we can face it head on. Yes, yeah, and continue to pursue to persevere. Yep. yep. So, back to the marriage analogy again. I guess this is my day. <laughs> give, <laughs> give us give us one as we as we wrap up. But like, you know, at times you can choose in a relationship some, with somebody to either jump in to things that there's there's unresolved or there's you know like hey we got to work through this. Mm-hmm. And that's not pleasant sometimes, but coming out of that, the intimacy is greater. Mm. Or you can just be superficial and sure. ignore it, yep. but you're yeah. never going to live deep. Right, right. Yeah. And, and it's the same way with God. I, I agree. Totally. totally. Well, totally. And, and I think, you know, I don't not to open up a can of worms as we wrap up, but just what you were <laughs> preaching on this last week about not feeling in, in the role of forgiveness or making things right or reconciliation— Right. You know, so oftentimes we don't feel like doing that, yeah. but it unlocks this freedom uh, with Christ that, you know, and it releases us from that bondage. That's yep. um, It's a powerful thing, and it's so vibrant and colorful. You see, this is these are great questions inspired by our youth that they're walking yeah. through right now. They and, are. And, and praise God that our youth are so uh, willing to be honest, to open these this, these topics so that the greater good, the greater congregation, yeah. the greater people who are listening to this can also be blessed by their honesty and their honest questions. Yeah, so I think we'll have a couple more episodes on this, but uh, for now, hey, what do we do when we don't feel God in our lives? Mm. Keep pursuing. Keep pursuing. And it's okay. it's okay. That doesn't mean that something's wrong with you and definitely not something wrong with no. God. Yeah. No. He's doing something greater in your life. 